Welcome back to Simon and White and the podcast at the crossroads of media, business, and politics. I'm Christian White and joined as always by Mark Simon. Mark, there's an awfully interesting piece out in the New York Times. Um, can you give us a recap about, about what the topic is? It's, it's actually a pretty incredible piece that this act, piece actually got through. But actually, an editor let a young writer put this out and then basically let it go. Ashley Wong has written a piece about what Eileen Gu, the young Chinese-American double gold medalist, one silver medalist, excellent athlete, what it means to Chinese, young Chinese-Americans, and how they identify with her that they're Chinese and they're part American and they don't want to be held in accountability to, to either side. In other words, that I'm Chinese when I'm there, I'm American when I'm here. I could walk any one of those people back in about three seconds because basically, you know, if you want to know that it's disgusting. I mean, it's basically, I have, I am who I am. I love who I am. And I have no loyalty to anybody. If you're Chinese, I mean, I'd probably be sitting next to like the panda. You know what I'm saying? A panda would agree with me on this. You know, it is ridiculous. It is a selfish, literally all about me, all about nothing but selfishness. I don't want Eileen Gu judged because maybe you're going to judge me. It's really an awful thing. And I don't like her being judged because maybe it'll come over to me. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm an Arab American. You know what I'm saying? We've been getting it for, an, an, you know, 50 years now since the PLO. It's part of life. You know, it's part of life. You, you, you identify yourself and your country by what you accept, but also what you leave behind. Okay, we are a nation of immigrants. You don't get to pull it with you. I'm sorry. Right. It's just the nature of the beast. And if you want to pull it with you, then you are lesser than us. We can and we can treat you as lesser than us because you've not you're not coming along on our grand experiment anymore. You've decided that you're going to sit on your own little island. It's it's actually an awful, awful position. And it's sh shockingly self-absorbed by these young, probably very wealthy or upper middle class young women um, who have no clue whatsoever, you know, of the people. Right. No, so it's not shocking that this that this comes from The New York Times with their warped view, their racist views, the racial obsession, uh, their, you know, globalist citizen of the world stuff. Do you think this is being reflected by um, athletes? who are U.S. athletes at the Olympics who may be either born in China but are U.S. citizens or ethnically Chinese but U.S. citizens? Or is no, I this think I think the media running won. with it? Mm -hmm. No, this is all a response. I mean, I hate to say it, the whole athlete is like, Tucker Carlson said something bad against her, so therefore we have to react. This is this is spoiled child things. I mean, look, I'm the parent of two Chinese. I have two Chinese-American kids. My wife's Filipino. The, the kids that I consider nieces and nieces to me are Chinese from, you know what I'm saying, from so many times overseas. Um, for Christ's sake, everybody knows my background. I work for Apple Daily. You know, there's people's kids who I look after who are Chinese. I'm appalled and I'm losing my mind at the Chinese elites who essentially decide that they're not going to say anything against crime in New York City because they don't want to offend their other you know, pe person of color, political allies. Andrew Yang basically just tweeted out some ridiculous thing about school choice in San Francisco, how they shouldn't have rejected these three people and rather they should basically, parent, Chinese parents shouldn't be so angry. It's ridiculous. 
I cannot stand these elite left-wing leaders of the Asian community who are essentially leading, leaving these people out to be assaulted on the streets because they would rather be with the no bail squad. Well, these, this young woman, Ashley Wong, and her position on this is essentially telling everybody that, hey, we're not with you Americans. We are, we are who we are in our own individual world. And you know what? I bet you won't find a 15 minutes of public service on any of these young women from what I read. Right. Seriously. I mean, I, I mean by that, like a volunteer fire department, you know, any, any military service. You know, my son is named after a great Chinese American. His name is Chu En Lee. He's the most decorated U.S. Marine in the history of the Marine Corps, Chinese American, you know, decorated Chinese Marine in the history. Of the but my point is, if you we've always had voices like this. OK, in our society. But imagine it's 1939 and the German-American Friendship Society said, you know, hey, when I'm in Germany, I feel like a Nazi. And when I'm here, I feel like a Nazi. <laughs> you know, or, or right. here's the other thing with Elaine Gu. It's the it's imagine it's 19. It's it's the miracle on ice. And the guy playing across from the Russian team is Bob Slavinsky you know, from Brooklyn, New York, from, you know, New York or from Canton, Ohio. And he's decided not to play for the U.S. hockey team, but to play for the Russians, you know, against our Mar the Lake Placid Miracle on Ice team. It's just it's just this. This is fantasy. And there's really it's an infantile article that it, it's so a me, 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 me. And they're not right. part of us. Ashley Wong well, and you have you have you have such a good uh, vantage on the situation. You mentioned you have two adopted Chinese, now Chinese American, you know, longtime Chinese American, now children. You're married to a Filipino woman, um, and it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, this plays directly into the hands of the Chinese Communist Party because their view is whether yes. you are born and you moved and you got U.S. or other foreign citizenship doesn't matter if you're ethnically Chinese and have never set foot in China. And it doesn't matter. I remember a story, guy who runs a uh, significant business association in Los Angeles, born in California. His parents are from Hong Kong. And the Chinese, uh, I don't know if it was the consul general or another official at the Chinese consulate in L.A., introduced himself to this guy. And he knew that his parents chose the Hong Kong colonial passport, the British-issued overseas passport at the handover instead of the Chinese passport, meaning, you know, hey, you may think you're American, you may have been born in America, but you're Chinese, we know all about you, we know what we don't like about you and what we do like about you, and keep in mind that you're ours. So do you see this sort of viewpoint from the New York Times, from this uh, uh, columnist, Ashley Wong, as, I, as sort of reflective of that? I can assure you exactly the Chinese are saying thank you for this piece. Look, to be bluntly honest with you, then what's, if, if you accept her logic, then, you know, well, I'm a researcher at UCLA and I've decided that I'm working on nuclear fission stuff. And basically who gets it is the highest bidder because it works for me. I'm working on secret stuff that's basically, you know, I'm going to develop it, you know, medical research, I'm going to give it to the highest bidder. That's essentially the logic that it's the most, it's, it's an incredibly amoral position that this young woman actually, and you know what, I'm getting a little damn tired of every single time we criticize somebody 
They run and they hide behind, oh, she's a young woman. The China group is the worst. The China hands, all these white guys, all these guys who have, oh, you shouldn't attack her. Oh, it's racism. Oh, it's mean. Stop it. Okay? You entered into a debate about a serious matter and a serious subject. And these young people are telling us, they are telling us that essentially they are not with us that they will choose at the time of their at the time of their choice they are not with us ashley Wong, every white friend every black friend every hispanic friend of ashley wong should look at her and they should say ashley wong says i'm chinese when i'm in china i'm american when i'm here and i will pick and when i'm chinese i'm not with you we don't have that luxury. It's the myth about African-Americans and overseas immigrants. African-Americans have been part of this country and part of our struggle for years, okay? And a lot of Chinese-Americans have. But something's happened in this whole recent immigrant wave in the last 35 years. I call it the 747 immigrants, and I'm sorry to keep going on this. But basically, it's the idea that you can pop back and forth and you can have dual identities. That's fine. And that works when you're at the Asia Society or the World, World Economic Forum. But don't think that you're a player in our society now. You are nothing more than someone we have to keep an eye on. In other words, imagine well, how, the logic how, that she has. Mm-hmm. How Her broad is this? I mean, so I've, I've had I've had the, the luck of dealing with Asian Americans, whether they're immigrants or whether they're uh, born here, but, um, you know, from an ethnicity, say, Korean, Taiwanese in particular, I've dealt with those groups. Now, granted, I've dealt with more conservative groups, people who care about North Korean human rights or Taiwanese who tend to be the DPP, the Democratic Progressive Party, which um, is at least strong on, on China, against China, I should say, or against the CCP. So these groups are remarkably patriotic. They, of course, identify themselves as, uh, as American, even if they have some interest in vestige in the culture that uh, they left or that their family, their, their forebears left. But they would never say anything like this. But are you saying that, that uh, this is a majority of newer arrivals or, a, or just a very loud minority of new arrivals, the 747 cohort you're, you're talking about? I think the, there's no doubt the vast majority of Chinese Americans um, do not feel this way. There's no doubt about it. Why do I know this? Because basically two Chinese American guys sent it to me and going just basically, you know, face plant. I can't believe that they wrote this stuff. Only the New York Times. Um, it's 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 clickbait as much as anything. I'm sure they wrote it. I'm sure Ashley Wong was like, oh, my friends feel this way. We don't feel we should be, you know, picking on this young woman. In other words, what it is, is they're spoiled, rotten. Ashley Wong and her friends are spoiled, rotten brats, excuse me spoiled rotten brats who basically just don't want to be judged and that's all this that's all this piece is it's like we feel that we shouldn't have to live by the rules that everybody else lives by none of these women will ever do service for america none of these people will ever do anything when they say this they are basically non-entities and in a way in a way you now see why the chinese american leadership basically has to go other places for their support in other words they are not able to discuss certain things in their community. I can't believe Andrew Yang would read this and say, hey, this is a good place for us to be. I can't believe even Ted Lu or Judy Chu would say, hey, this is a good place to be. But the problem is, is they also wouldn't say, hey, this is wrong. 
okay? They wouldn't come out and say, this is not what you should be writing about. Instead, they're going to go that you go, we're all in this together type ridiculous stuff. But I have to tell you, it is it is so depressing um, because you really see that basically I'm not talking about bad things that happen, but you see that they're not in it with us. I mean, they basically just told us they're not part of us, that they're not with us, that essentially they're going to do what they want to do. And God help if anybody criticized this young woman. So in other words, what they're telling us really in that article is they're going with racial solidarity. That's what the column is. The, bat, the end of this thing is about racial solidarity because they're saying we, we, they're claiming, you know, it's, it's this bizarre thing where they're claiming that they're being, you know, that Asians are being persecuted like this. Like I said, imagine, you know, imagine if it's 1936 and you decide to say, hey, I'm a German American when I'm in Germany and I'm an American when I'm in America and then wear that position in 1942. Right. Well, you alluded to this earlier where um, yeah. they're sort of saying Asian Americans are under attack. So here's our solution, which is to, to be less American. But uh, just to put the, uh, the hammer on the nail, basically is the reality that a lot of these crimes that target Asian Americans yeah. specifically are being perpetrated by often bums in cities sure. like New York and LA and San Francisco and the perpetrator is almost always black and we can't talk about that. Um, but frankly, the Asian American community might be better served to talk about that or talk about what's really going on here, that it's not, you know, yeah. I think they're trying to back. They tried to insinuate that this was somehow Donald Trump's rhetoric that was about the coronavirus that was generating hate attacks against Asian Americans. And if you look at the actual perpetrators, these are not people wearing MAGA hats. No, that's exactly it. I mean, look, the narrative that they've wanted, the narrative that they've always wanted, it's like there's some guy driving around Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? At uh, at at three in the morning with a MAGA hat on and an LBJ, you know, I mean, L whatever it is, let's go, let's go, Brandon or whatever it is, you know, flag on the back of his truck, jumping out and smashing old Asian women. No, it's almost universally, it's been almost universally um, African Americans who've been involved in these violence attacks, but not African Americans, homeless, drug addicts, career criminals, um, you know, thugs. And the fact of the matter is, the only way you stop that is basically through strong street policing, uh, no get rid of these no bail crimes. But here's that's that's the problem. The problem you have is is you'll never hear a word really of much of anything from Asian American leaders. And the reason why you won't hear that word is because that messes with their alliance with all the other people on the left. So it's one of these really strange things where the Asian Americans have put themselves into bed with the, with with the other groups through their democratic elites and 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 basically they're coming to it's just amazing they're coming to think they're complaining about things it's like going we don't have this problem for the most part in red america in other words you know um out there's not guys driving up and down the streets of uh, of uh, georgia okay um driving up and down the suburbs of around georgia basically hunting asians okay we have bad things that happen everywhere but really, it comes down to you've got to be strong on crime, um, against crime. And they are not. And, and their leadership is left hanging. But right. I just have to tell you, this was such a depressing, depressing piece. I know I, I fully get it. They don't want to get lectured about some spoiled, rotten little girl who's flipping out on the doing circles in the sky above, you know, the ski village that nobody cares about. You know, more people watch the Purdue, Indiana game than watch Eileen, Eileen Goo you know, do her thing in the U.S. 
nobody cares, okay, about about her, but and they don't want to get the grief for it. But the problem is, is like this complete overreaction of trying to use it to somehow justify their existence. Anyway, I'm done with that rant and rave, and I hope people aren't too upset with me over it. But it's ridiculous. It's awful. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what we said, please subscribe to us. Leave us a comment on Apple or uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks. We'll be back soon with another episode of Simon.